cold open and go. Right. Kyle's falling asleep in his chair. Let's get this going. No, he moved chairs. He's a wet wake. No, that's his happy oh. chair. <laughs> Kyle, I sent a text to you, but it must not be your same number saying that earlier. I thought you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were laughing at. <laughs> No, because yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't. Oh, you got it. Okay, no. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I had the same number. Or no. Yeah, Kyle, when you were looking at, when we were, because we can click on who we look at. Look we at were it. looking at you. I don't look at your junk, dude. <laughs> we we focus the camera on you, and that's why we were giggling. <laughs> <laughs> you got your death wish coffee ready to go. Okay, this podcast is brought to you by unofficially Tesla. <laughs> we love Tesla. Also, Death Wish Coffee. Uh, we like the Death Cups. And Michael, is there anything you would like? What? We just say it. They give it to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I will. Uh, I'll take the PS Five when it when it's out. So I'll just take a pre-order on that. Okay. <coughs> so this podcast is also brought to you by PS Five. Full-blown nerd. This podcast is also brought to you by PS5. Not out yet, but here we go. The official um, podcast of the Cybertruck. Oh, I want that too. Um, okay, so, hey everybody, thank you for chiming back in. This is We're going 20 through 16. And fantas- fantastically, we have Michael, Kyle, Keith, Lackey, and myself. Tim... Not here, so I'm gonna ramble through his list, and we're gonna. Where is he? He is making out with a friend, and I'm going to ramble off his list. Everybody ready? Yep. Monty Python and the Holy Grail, number twenty. The first Avengers. Cubo and the Two Strings. Oh wow! Interesting. Dark Knight. And I think this one might be a fan favorite, Inside Out. It's got a lot of anime. What? What? What was the second one? There was one that I really wanted to say something about. All right, Avengers. It's not the Dark Knight. I've said enough so, of that. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Gonna be talking about that in a second. Number nineteen was the original Avengers movie. Okay. The third one, Cubo and the Two Strings, Dark Knight, and Inside Out. What is the Cubo? What's okay. I, Cubo and the Two Strings is an animated movie. I um. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lackey hates animated movies. No, 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 no. That's not what I was. <laughs> I, I. Lackey hates animators. No, no, that's, that's not, no. I got shit from I got shit from a friend that Aaron and I know about that. She DM'd me. Woo-hoo. She goes, I got something to say about animated movies. I go, I didn't say I hate them. I just I don't look at no. them the same. Lackey, Lackey call him out. Jay Brown was it? Huh? Jay Brown. Jay Brown. Jay Brown gave me shit. Jay Brown, Rightfully if you're so, listening, we love you. We love Jay Brown. We need you in here, Jay Brown. She's doing a companion piece to this. Good. <laughs> she needs to. We need to hear her voice. But anyway, um, I I don't love the first Avengers movie. It's it's good. It's it's good. It's MCU good. Don't get me wrong. 
I don't love it. Well, Tim will Tim will back it up once he gets back on. Um, I, I, and it's not shit. And, and it's, I agree this with isn't you, like the Nolan's. This isn't like the Nolan stuff. Like I, like I have very specific things about the Nolan stuff that I've been on record. Well, I agree just, with you. I, I agree with you. I get I, it. Like in the in the in the pantheon of the MCU movies, I I just I think I always just feel like Avengers has always been kind of put on a higher pedestal. I think than it deserves. I agree. I agree with. You. I honestly. It's very good. You. It's very good. But I just I don't I don't know. I think it's just riding on the reputation of tying all those previous movies together because it had never been done. Yeah. It's neat that they did it, but I think... It wasn't the best story that they had. Well, I mean, look, how many fucking movies do we have to see some gray aliens coming out of a light in the sky? (laughs) I mean, it's just the same shit. And um, it's very Joss Whedon, too. Hmm. Um, Justice, Justice League is kind of a shitty version of it. Oh. And it's kind of, no, and you think about it, the big gray that. guy comes out of the sky and, no, and, and with a bunch of, and so I just, I, I, look, I, there's, there's, I love, I love it in parts. I don't love it as a whole, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I just, and I think um, I'm not going to speak for Tim, but I can kind of see what he's saying. Maybe it's his, the first movie where they're all together and that's the excitement right. of it and blah, 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 blah. So, Jumping from his list, Lackey, you disagree on that, but there is and something. Not, not, that's not a strong disagree. I'm just, no, no, I'm no. Just, but there is something you agree, and you guys are on the same page. Very much so. Yes. So go ahead and do your yep. list. All right. Uh, number 20 is Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is above The Godfather, because I think it is the best um, mob film. And comparing it to our earlier discussion about... The Irishman, what the Irishman is missing is the energy of Goodfellas. It's the Goodfellas intro. It's just nothing but energy, the entire movie. It's the intro. It's what? The intro. Uh, me and a coworker, he, a coworker actually brought it up to me. He's like, the intro to The Irishman is boring as shit. And that doesn't set up anything. So when you look at like the intro to Casino or Goodfellas, like... You're as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a yeah yeah. Yes, you're intrigued right away. You're like, as long as I can remember, I want to be a gangster or whatever it is. Like, yeah. there's an interesting thing to that. In the Irishman, there's not that. Um, go ahead. Sorry. And 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 proof that Scorsese knows how to use music in a movie. Yes. God damn that the the music in that movie, it doesn't need a score. It's the soundtrack is so damn good. It just. Um, you know, it's good fellas. Everybody loves it. So, uh, number 19 is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think maybe even though I have, I have comedies higher, maybe the funniest movie ever made, just start to finish. And the fact that it ends without credits for no real apparent reason, it just ends and it goes to black. Um, I, I just, it's, 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 it's the beauty of ridiculousness in that movie. And um, I just love it. And timeless. Um, 18 is seven. Um, I think if body horror can be beautiful, it's one of the most beautiful movies ever made. And um, just shot so perfectly and so Fincher and... um, 
every detail of that movie is so just pitch perfect. I think down to every journal that was in John Doe's house was written in. There were like tens of thousands of journals in there and the art department went in there and actually every single one of them like put shit in it and stuff. Just, just an insane amount of detail of that movie. And um, again, Pitt, uh, you know, I think Pitt's going to come out of this as our, yeah, as kind of like most valuable player of these lists, even though like, I think Tom Hanks was the most common one. Brad Pitt's number two. Yeah. Pitt is, but, just that performance and, and and if you look at him as opposed to leo every one of these are different you know brad pitt here's this kind of godlike beautiful man but like all these performances are so vastly different and i wonder and, then you, and i wonder like it's a bunch of us dudes talking about it but like i wonder if because i've talked i've talked to stuff about it and i'm like here's some movies that and she's like yeah brad pitt's pretty amazing in these movies it's like you can't argue that sure he's a hunk of a man but (laughs) (laughs) keith laughs uh unfortunately he's he's amazingly he's a great at acting i mean he's a great actor i mean think about true romance yeah 12 monkeys once upon a time in Hollywood, burn after reading and seven burn after reading. I mean, and if you think about all those performances and how vastly different they are, yeah, and how but how and I think Kyle made the point where made, like Leo, they're all the, the same. same kind of character. Yeah, it's interesting. Except for I'll give once upon once upon a time in Hollywood, he's very different. But um, yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, I just think seven is just it's it. Did Michael fall asleep? It's. A, <laughs> It's a great movie. Oh, wait, no, he's playing. <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh, oh, he's playing a video yeah. game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, number 17 is The Matrix. Oh. Um, Very topical right now. What, what do I, yeah, number four. Do you guys hear uh, uh, Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 John coming Wick out the 4, same day? Same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to change. That'll be changed by Monday. I yeah, promise I you. It's going to be changed. Yeah. Should be. Um, I mean, what can you say? I mean, as groundbreaking as a movie can be, yeah, um, it was. Um, should have been a standalone movie. Ooh, wow. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think two and three did it just did it the justice oh, that it deserved. I honestly um, like. I actually I like struggled. Two. I actually struggled with my list and not putting in two. For some reason, I love two. I think yeah. they advanced the technology. I don't know. I don't know if this is like a Back to the Future one, Back to the Future two, more technology. But I loved Matrix Reloaded. Um, I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I loved the second one too. I agree. It's fun. I don't have a problem with two. I got a problem with three. I don't have a problem with two. Sure. But I don't I don't think two added anything. I, I just I don't think it I don't I don't think it advanced the story into a point where it was really any more interesting than that one single movie. Okay. Um, I, I get that, but again I but that and I don't think it I don't think it uh, even though, yes, visually and t- technologically, they did some very interesting things with it. I'll agree. 
I don't think it looks better than one. No, I I think story wise, I just like the story wise. I guess. Um, I, I, I like I said, I, but I wouldn't shit on two. But it, I I just I think one is just yeah, no, it's very special. As we can talk further, Probably that's gonna come up. I'm sure, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah, so I'm not gonna wax too much on that. Okay, we're going down the Cusack hole. Yeah, oh, <laughs> because number sixteen is a movie that's very near and dear to me. Is High Fidelity. Yeah. Um, I think my my love of music. Um, I relate to his character almost as much as I relate to any character in any movie, and and he's like, he's a guy who loves music. He's not necessarily a musician, but he is. He is. I think he calls himself a professional appreciator or something at one point. Right. <laughs> and um, a lot of his philosophy and kind of we were talking about this before uh, we got started is that if you ask me what's my just like his line in the movie like what's your top five albums it's like well what do you mean top top five albums for driving or top five albums for um i'm in a bad mood or top five (laughs) albums i'm in a good mood or top five albums it like you can't i can't do that to music i can't i there's not a one anywhere because it's what do you mean what am i you know top five punk albums Top five post-punk albums, top five seventies albums, top five sixty out sixties albums, you know, top five Beatles albums, top five, you know. So I can't. So I, I just everything about that movie, it, I appreciate it on so many levels. And then you add in the story of his relationship, yeah. And again, kind of going back to Eternal Sunshine, we all kind of have that existential point in our dating life where you're like you want to talk to all those old girlfriends and say, what did I do wrong? What was it? Um, and where you're just a man child and you, and you, and you're trying to figure out, well, you were a douchebag or you were a dickhead or you cheated on me or you did this or you did that. And I, I just, I think it's an, ex- an extremely relatable movie, especially if you love music. And um, I'll say this, maybe, kind of a similar thing maybe one of jack black's last really really good memorable performances yeah the di- and, the dynamic of of cusack and uh jack black and then the bald nerdy guy um that was really like i remember going to tower records and like when you went into every record store you could identify those people in there that that's why i liked about it too yeah, yeah it's and Post fact, probably 10 years after I watched the movie, I read the book and it is fantastic. Um, and not, it's the same story, but it's set in England, in London. And it's a very British book and it's a very British story. And I'm kind of a bit of an Anglophile. So that aspect <laughs> of great because we had this American version in the movie form, but the book neither t- takes away from each other. But um, really good if you're looking to read something. It's a very good book, especially if you like music. Uh, and that's my uh, 20 through 16. What you had said there about the, you know, asking what what kind of music, what's your top five or whatever, depending on your mood. That's kind of how I thought about this list, too. It's like you tell me, I think initially you said what, Aaron, like top 200 movies. Or I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind, you know? Um, yeah. And so then you like, that's all I could think about was like categorizing it. Like, you know, 
comedies, dramas, where I was in my life, you know, whatever. Um, that's kind of how I looked at this list too, and tried to segregate it or whatever. And that that was really hard to come up with fifty that fit all those categories you know and uh, uh also if you were going to tell me that somebody was going to mention jack black i probably would have put lackey at the longest <laughs> odds to do so yeah. he's great in that movie yeah, he is. in he fact is. when that movie was recommended to me somebody said that the jack black character was me hmm. um <laughs> Only because I, he, he he was not he was not ashamed to be judgmental with yeah, people right. if they if they made bad choices. So that that aspect of it got me in the theater to watch it. Um, but the Cusack character is is very near and dear to my heart. So, yay Cusack Hole. <laughs> um, Bandwagon, Michael. I want you All up right. on this list next. Number 20, King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Oh, oh that's so good. A documentary, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love this film. I, I uh, mentioned I wanted well, you to do this because I knew you would excite Lackey on that. And there's a couple. Yeah. And, and then the final two. Go ahead. Sorry. No, to this day, fuck Billy Mitchell. Screw that guy. Uh, if none of you have seen it, it, even if you're not a fan of uh, classic arcade games or video games, it's still a very fun movie to watch. Of a pretty much just a competition between a, two record holders of uh, the video game Donkey Kong. So I highly recommend it. Um, good little twists and turns. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you have this as a fun fact or not, but um, uh, the create like the directors of the movie essentially found their ending as they were filming it. Uh, they didn't have the, um, there's a certain scene in which both guys eventually meet. Um, but it wasn't planned. And so it's really an interesting take and it's really awkward. <laughs> uh, so definitely recommend King of Kong. If you haven't seen that yet, 19, unless anybody has anything to interject with King of Kong. Okay, going on. Kill Bill Volume 2. Ah, no, hey, Michael, no. the uh, only the only uh, thing that I had was in late 2017, it was discovered that all of Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong records of over a million were fraudulent. Yep. The video that, footage, man. the video footage was... So, uh, you should look up... You, you guys should just look up Billy Mitchell yeah. and Donkey Kong and the see what video this guy footage like. was made using Mame emulator, which allows yeah. players to save states. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Um, Kill Bill Volume Two. Yes. You, you know, uh, I fully understand everyone that um, backs up Kill Bill Volume One. You know, is, is, there's much more action. We all backed um, you up, dude. We all. <laughs> when, what's that, Tim? Tim said Kill Bill Volume 1, and we all backed up with Kill Bill Volume 2. So Wow. Oh, really? Okay. Nope. Yeah, Volume 2, it's all about Bill. Um, the mythology that he creates, uh, as well as the whole sequence with Pai Mei. Um, you know, seeing her montage of training, I, I'm a sucker for those. Uh, and I felt like this one was really well done. Um, yeah, man. I still go back to that movie um, with the soundtrack. Uh, weirdly enough, this was the film though that broke up, um, Uma and, um, 
And Quentin, yeah. Quentin, yeah, due to that one car scene yeah. uh, where she's driving to Bill and he needed her to go at 40 miles an hour. It was not needed, but, um, and then she got in an accident and they've had a rift ever since. I am still holding out for and, and crossing my fingers for his 10th film to be Kill Bill. Well, you know, he announced today, just, they announced it. They announced he's, it got today. An idea, he's got an idea for three and he's, he wants to do it. Yep. What? Yes, they just today. announced it today, Michael. Today. Oh, shit. Literally, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I I think they've mended fences a little bit here okay. recently. I say I think I've heard that. Yeah, today it just came out today where I wanted to bring it up. I was waiting for Michael to say it, but yeah, that's they awesome. Lunch, that's, they were that's awesome. They said they were caught having lunch today, and then somebody kind of quartered Quentin, and they're like, "Hey, what happened?" And he's like, "I have a story." For the bride, oh, and I gotta wow. do it. I gotta do it justice. I can't just do whatever. But I've had a story. Um, and I, I, if I remember right, I think her her problem is more with the production company and less yeah. about him. No, they're and friends. I, I think more their rift had to do with the Harvey Weinstein stuff. And exactly. She wasn't. Oh. She wasn't. She wasn't terribly happy that he kind of. Mm, uh, kind of conveniently was quiet about it is, is the way I kind of, I kind yeah. of understand it or yep. something like that. Uh, now that begs the question of then is he going to pursue the whole story of um, what's, what's, what's yeah, yeah the, I hope so. What's, what's her name? Um, um, I know. Was she, was she Rattlesnake? I, I think so. Anyways, It'd be really interesting anyway. to see what he, he pulls off with that. But yeah, Kill Bill 2, man. What a, what a film. Um, Agreed. We'll move on to this, the next one, number 18. Of And I just recently watched this um, on Netflix, The Third Man. Wow. Um, what a film. It's, I think, 1939. Uh, this is dude, where your artsy-fartsy millennial come in. <laughs> well, I, I figured I love you for was it. around when it was when it came out and saw it in the theater, but I wasn't sure. I, I might have. <laughs> You're not that wrong. <laughs> uh, ginger. I, I believe this came out eight years after um, uh, Citizen Kane, and it is on par in my mind in terms of the blueprint of like how to how to film things. It, it's unreal of the shots that they were able to acquire back in the late thirties, early forties. That, that, that was Orson Welles as well, wasn't it? Yeah. He's yeah, in it. He, yeah. he's, he directed he, it too, didn't he? Uh, no, I don't think he directed. Uh, if I look, um, I'm fairly positive. He did not direct, but he acted in it. But I'm, and I think there was conflicts between him and the director. Um, I don't think that's the story of Orson Welles life. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Carol Reed is the director. Okay. Um, but of course, obviously, and but it was, uh, written with Orson Welles. Carol um, Reed is the director. Um, yeah. If anything, you guys don't need to watch. Well, maybe I would maybe recommend it. It's a little slow at, at times, but it's, it's a solid film. Uh, and there's one section in particular about 80% worth into the movie that I sat there in awe at some of the shots that these guys did in, in, in massive sewer pipes. It's, unreal of uh, where I'm watching it going, how do they light this? How do they uh, have, have the technology to be able to 
film that it was it was mind-boggling story in itself is a little slow like i said but um yeah maybe just youtube a couple clips and be in awe some uh, of the moving, i'll interrupt here um so orson wells actually worked on the film for a one week yeah that's it yeah um and one of the reviews was we're seduced out of caring for green's weary plot wells save saves the film and he destroys it yes i agree on that that's that's interesting uh because when he enters enters the movie you're transfixed just be, probably because of who you know who orson wells is and the enigma that he is but um but at the same time it yeah you just just youtube some clips or, or check it out on netflix uh we'll move on to keep it rolling here the next one no country for old men damn what a movie <laughs> um <laughs> i mean what's uh i gotta think of the actor's name i can't think of it at the top of my head uh who's got it um daniel day lewis no, 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 john cusack <laughs> Bardem. Yeah, Bardem. thank you uh what a performance i mean captivating through it the start to finish has you on the edge of the seat the only gripe and lackey you might chime in with this but the the ending threw me off i love it ah oh, man it's one of those <laughs> endings and i love it i know it is i love it ah you want to see this this battle this shootout anyways uh yeah no country for old men is a is phenomenal in its uh suspense um but primarily bardem's character is unreal well i I think too on the ending of that movie one of the things that throws you off is tommy lee jones is old as balls to begin with and (laughs) it's supposed to be 10 years later oh really yeah like the ending is supposed to be like far down the road but you oh, can't tell that because they use Tommy Lee Jones, who, like I said, yeah. looks like a shriveled up scrotum. And <laughs> Which is my, one of my problems with the Irishman, right. by the way. Is, this the name of the, is the name of the uh, episode shriveled up scrotum? Is that- <laughs> uh, it might be because uh, that is one of my issues with uh, Irishman, is the CGI with the aging difference, is that that almost distracted me from the entire movie, was... The CGI with them. Trying to figure out how old the people were supposed to be. I mean, it jumped, it jumped ages, and then it it looked bad. Like it looked, it looked like they were trying to put makeup on De Niro and then uh, use CGI for aging. It was bad. I don't know. Sorry. All right, um, and and <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Filling out uh, the last of the five of, of mine is There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 why would I have a reaction to this? Yeah. Because um, in my mind, those two movies are the same. I agree. I agree to an extent. I think There Will Be Blood is problem. better than No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you feel that way just because it's primarily in shot in a desert of some kind maybe maybe that's why you feel that way but um there will be blood gave me the same feeling that the shining gave me which is i'm not necessarily afraid of this film 
but there's yeah. something awkward and unsettling about it. Yeah. So Daniel Day Lewis. Um, Lily. Pro- what? No. Nope. I saw Lily. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I saw Lily in the background. Oh. You did. Oh, Lily. Oh, okay. Tell Lily to come over and say hi. She's in the bathroom. No. All right. Wash her hands. Yeah. Finished first, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. So there was something about this movie. I have yet to see um, what's the latest film that they just did together. Uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. I have yet to see that. Has anybody seen don't it? Don't bother. Yeah, don't, don't bother. bother. Really? It's no, bad. Let me, let, me just, let me just say this. It's bad. I am a Paul Thomas Anderson honk. Yeah. I... I he, I, I, have, I have a few of his movies to come in my list. I, I went to Phantom Thread so excited because There Will Be Blood is a masterpiece. Yes. Did not make it on my list only because it is, and I own it, and it is, the, the acting is incredible. It is visually stunning. Um, Dude from Radiohead's score is fantastic. There's... It, you can pick apart this movie. You you could teach an entire class about film on this movie. Agreed. And I was so excited about Phantom Thread. And, and Phantom Thread is it's a it, it is not particularly interesting. Huh. It, it's um it's you think it was the subject matter. Well, it's the subject matter seemed intriguing, but it's not the movie you think it's going to be. And there's a weird kind of Aaron, would you call it a twist? Yeah, there's kind of a twist about it three quarters of the way through, maybe towards the ending, actually. Lily, that is is not particularly explained that well, and is not particularly um, like it's kind of a little bit out of left field and it feels a little bit like he had an idea set in a time period with a certain storyline and how do you kind of add something to make it a little bit more interesting and it, it it you know i mean you watch it it's it's again it's it's paul thomas anderson movie so it's beautiful yeah daniel day lewis is fucking incredible that his his co-star was really good oh, the acting is great it. mm-hmm. it's just not very yeah. interesting it's not there will be blood part and, I, and, and it's made for me it is absolutely made for me and i oh i remember i mean i, I remember that entire theater experience I'm not hating it but just kind of being like oh shit and this is a guy who this guy who did there will be blood and it's this the only the, sure. the thing that I wanted to say was um I feel like no country for old men and there will be blood was the same fucking movie and they came out at the same time and Kyle had the prestige and the illusionist right came out at the same time and it was like right. all right I mean the only it was difference hard. between those two is one was about the idea of magic and the other one was about yeah. getting the girl. Yes. Other no, no, than no, no, that, no. same movie. Yeah. But it came out the same time and it was yeah, kind of tough. like I uh, I probably would have liked one of those movies if it whatever. I mean, and I love There Will Be Blood and I love No Country for Old Men. But I think and Michael, you and I have talked about um There Will Be Blood. 
And I think if that movie came out not when No Country for Old Men came out, I would have liked it more. If that made sense. I think when that movie came out, didn't me and you have the conversation about um, what's the line? Yeah. I'll drink your milkshake. Yes. <laughs> I Great drink line. your but no, milkshake. Michael, but like, Michael, yeah. do you, I think we had that conversation where it's like, yeah, I like that movie, but I feel like another movie that did the same thing came out at the same time. I mean, it happens all the time. No, and I feel yeah, that's completely. Hollywood, that's a Hollywood trope. Agree. Yeah, I no. feel bad for those that uh, Armageddon, Dante's Inferno. No, one hundred percent agree. Yeah, I yeah. I don't. Mm. Mm. I still think it's a it's a like Lackey said. You can teach. You could you you could use that film to teach students. Of course, big time. No, one hundred percent. Lackey, it's Armageddon and Deep Impact, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. God, it's the volcano and Dante's Inferno. Sorry. I got my shitty movies mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, time out. With that said, Keith, you you do your list because I'm staring at your list and you have such a fun <laughs> list coming up. Go. Really? Yes. Fun list. I don't, I don't think this one's... In- the, the one in Shut question, up. but okay, all right. Um, top 20, number 20, uh, Dead Presidents. Um, really like the movie, uh, what's his name? Trey, oh, shit, I can't remember his name. Trey Lorenz. Yeah, Trey Um He was really, really good in that movie. Chris Tucker with a small part. Um, thought it was really... Exciting, you know, the, the the movie was really made in the last, I don't know, half hour of it or whatever when they actually went through Shooting with the Shooting out of a garbage can. Yeah, yeah, there were some really good iconic scenes in there for me. So, um, again, soundtrack was pretty prevalent, too. I really enjoyed the, the 70s um, music that they had going on there. Uh, the nine, number 19, Sandlot, uh, for obvious reasons, just a... A movie you can watch anytime. You kind of sit down and uh, throw yourself back to that time and playing baseball and having a good time with your friends, um, which also transitions into my number 18, which I guess I've never really walked around with some friends to do what they did, but stand by me. Um, I didn't really search around for any dead bodies or anything, but um, just a great story. I mean, you got some great. I guess child actors, I guess we'll call them, uh, Corey Feldman. And, um, <laughs> what else would you call them? Yeah. I, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it, it, well, it's weird. It, it's weird calling them child actors when like you're our age now. Cause they're our age as well. Yeah. Jerry okay. O'Connell. And, yeah. Right. Um, so just a, a you know, it, it always blew me away that it was a Stephen King, you know, uh, a book or whatever. So I, I just really, really liked it. Uh, 17, I know we've kind of touched on it. I can't remember if it's on anybody's list or not, but uh, Wolf of okay, Wolf of Wall Street. Michael. Hell yeah. Um, amazing movie. Not like, fucking leaving! Yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw the Twitter Twitter uh, feed or whatever today, um, and that was on there, it was pretty funny. Michael, comment on it. Oh, you want me to comment on it? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I think that's Scorsese's best film. Hmm. Nothing? Mike, Mike drop. 
No. <laughs> when we originally talked about it, we said it was exhausting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, exactly. It's it's made to feel make you feel like how they are in the film. It's long. It is You're, you're describing the Irishman right now. What? You're describing yeah. the Irishman right now. And Yeah. It, but it's yeah. That's not a good thing. Like Kyle, you are thinking right now. Kyle has thoughts. Unless is, is is Scorsese Kyle's favorite director or something? No, no. I mean Jonah Hill's his favorite. I'm just saying the movie Lackey. Are you there? I'm here. What are your <laughs> What are your thoughts about Wolf of Wall Street? I don't think it's his best film. Um, I think. I think good. I think Goodfellas does the same thing, especially the cocaine aspect of it. Yep. Um, without, um, you know, wearing you wearing your ass down. It's it's a, it's a fine movie. I just I I think I, I think his earlier stuff is a little yeah, bit a little bit tighter. Yeah. Well, I you know I think I I think Wolf of Wall Street suffers from a lot of a lot. I think what Aaron's getting at is. Um, it's not a particularly tight movie. And I think I heard that originally the first cut was like four hours, maybe four and a half hours. And it's like, what the fuck more did you want to say about that? And it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a really good movie. And, um, DiCaprio's great, but for, you know, he, he does in probably half the time in Goodfellas kind of the same thing. And, and even something like Casino, um, taxi driver. Um, he Wolf of Wall Street is an extended version of every character he's ever done. Really, I mean, it's 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 gangsters gangsters on Wall Street is what it is. It's it's yeah, it's not really a story you haven't. Gangs in New York. Gangs in New York. I feel is like really long. Um. <laughs> It's like that, where you're just like it's an extended version of what it needs to be. Like, we we get it. You're, I don't know. Are you just banging on my movies? Is that what you're doing right now? I'm not okay. I'll pass it back. I'm not banging on your movies. Pass it back here. My I, I'm I, my only exception is I don't think it's his best film, but I I I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody having it high in their list though. I mean shit. No, no, I, and I don't look at it. You know, as, I think God's as sakes, I think it's know? made crystal clear here um, that I that I don't look at it from a director standpoint very often. I just look at it from an enjoyment standpoint. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, like yeah. you look, you look at a movie like that, and you got Matthew McConaughey, who's like an A plus actor, and he. He's like in it for like five minutes and like you remember his yep. character, you know, like the whole, you know, feed the geese, you know, it's a line that you just remember, <laughs> right? All right. I'll go ahead and say What, what are your numbers? Hey, you, what are your numbers? You, you had, need to pump those up. I'll go ahead and say you had Boiler Room. Yeah. I like Boiler Room way better than I like. Oh, really? No. Wolf of Wall Street. Clearly, I. Boiler Room is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Love that movie. And you know, just watching Leonardo. I know he like we can you know analyze his movies and stuff, but he goes from you know a, a scrub you know selling penny stocks to you know what he what he did there, and you it's a 
loosely based on a true story, but it's probably based on a lot of people's true story, you know, and back in Wall Street and the dirty ass people they had there. And they yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, and number 16, based on what $77,000 and I'll, I'll quit my job right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was a little like, and that, that whole squad he had was like really hilarious. Yeah. Like the dynamic of that hilarious. whole squad, man, is, is really funny. Jonah um, Hill is so good in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, what's the dude from Walking Dead? The um, Madden. The the guy that plays in the walk. Or I'm sorry, in the Wolf of Wall Street. He's kind of the badass guy that goes in and kicks ass. And I don't know his like real name or whatever. But uh, his Punisher. Yeah, his character is oh, fucking good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Um, and then number sixteen, I have Goodwill Hunting. I mean, we've talked about that before, and um, very quotable movie and. Um, just again, one of the movies that you'll just rewatchability will be the theme in my top twenty or so. There are movies that I'll just watch at any time, and um, whether it's Robin Williams you enjoy, whether it's Matt Damon, you love Mini Driver clearly. That's been or Ben Affleck. Oh, oh, he's in that. Oh, dude, oh, so good, cool. So anyway, uh, Dead President, Sandlot, Stand by Me, Wolf of Wall Street, Goodwill Hunting, go. <laughs> Healthy. What do you got? Let me do um, number twenty. I, I put you. I put you going on this. to introduce Christopher Walken to this list. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, Man on Fire. Him and Denzel in Mexico. Um, I just love the story of uh, Denzel's character um, going from this. Creasy down on his luck, oh, yeah, Creasy, going from a down on his luck guy who gets this, you know, for all intents and purposes, a babysitting job, and ends up just tearing up half of Mexico trying to find this little girl. That movie was awesome. Um, Nineteen is my, I think, favorite Tom Hanks movie, um, Road to Perdition. Um, just love the story him and his son um what he did to basically protect his his one remaining son and the only thing that pisses me off is that very end but it has to happen that way i guess um 18 a movie that should have never had a sequel uh boondock saints um just love that movie everything from why they end up starting to kind of be vigilantes until the very end and like i said should have never made a sequel um 17 which i was talking with lackey about this before we recorded but might be considered a christmas movie is catch me if you can yes um i just love the dynamic there between leonardo dicaprio and tom hanks especially tom hanks with that accent um and then again christopher walken had to get him on here somehow um and then 16 is the movie seven and you know we already talked about that but just that first crime scene with the heavy set guy tied to the chair spaghetti oh yeah like that um i thought it was interesting because in my opinion that was the most gruesome of all the, the the crime scenes and they started with that one instead of working their way to it like that was the one that draws you in 
and they they um they wanted you to i guess to see the severity of the the, the crime and then the next one wasn't as extravagant and just the how each each murder was its own little story was so you're saying the sword dildo <laughs> was not more extreme um I'm not saying it wasn't more extreme. I just think the way in which they, I mean, right. The guy basically ate until he died, um, while tied up and just how that gritty apartment and yeah, the bucket on the floor and all that bucket. Oh, um, and then to end it with the desert scene where the crime scene is a, package delivered what's in the box you know so yeah that that movie was was and still is awesome i drank i think a hundred sprites to get the points to get the dvd extended cut for free (laughs) holy shit no no i used my purple points to go to the kettle and get a bottle of sprite like every day for three months to get the extended cut off of some Sprite slash Coca-Cola reward system. <laughs> wow. That's how much I like that movie back in whatever, that must have been like 99 or 2000. Uh, it's not when it came out. Oh, when I got, I got you. Yeah, yeah. When I got the, it was like a director's cut um made to look like one of the journals from mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey's apartment. And I think I might've had that. Now that had I think a bunch of like pictures and yeah, yeah, I think I had that. Yeah. So yeah, man, man on fire, road to perdition, Saints, catch me if you can. And seven. I love the last like five minutes of seven when you just, you're just not sure if he's going to do it or not. Brad well, and also, the, also the way in which Brad Pitt finds out that his wife was pregnant. Yeah, right, right. So did that in order because we have some movies in common. So I have Ghostbusters. This is my list here. The one with the women, right? <laughs> yes. No, original the Ghostbusters. Michael, Thoughts on the new trailer? Michael, I haven't heard I your, your take on it. Uh, that's why I am going last here because Good. I want Michael to chime in. So, wait, you want me to or you don't want me to? We'll talk about it when I get through with my list. So, okay. number 20 for me is the original Ghostbusters. Uh, number 19, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, number 18 is Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, nice. Uh, number 17 is Man on Fire, like Kyle. I have that movie. Man on Fire is like greasy. greasy. So the reason I did Kyle and then me, if you're listening to this, we're going to do a podcast about your top, eh, let's say, 25 characters of all time. Creasy Bear is a crazy character. Uh, it's an interesting character. So the only issue that I have with that movie, and I didn't want to say it during my thing because it's, you know, my top 20, <laughs> is 
in the end, the, the head drug dealer is like, I will trade you a life for a life. And he's like, you give me my brother, I'll give you the girl. And like, that should be it. But no, he's like, I'll trade you a life for a life. I'll give you the girl and you have to come with me and I'm going to kill you. But I also get my brother back. That was the only thing that bothered me. But Creasy Bear is a cool character. Yeah. The guy's a badass. So if you're listening to this, thank you. But we're going to, the next podcast we're going to do with us, probably. Michael, I don't know if you heard it or not, but top 25 characters in movies. So Heath Ledger's Joker, like that Joker, not Heath Ledger, but the Joker might be on your list. So or AJ from Armageddon. Or, mm-hmm. yes. I know his name. You can't give me the finger. I know his name. (laughs) Look, no Google. um, (laughs) Like I said, number 19 is Inglorious Bastards, which we talked about. Number 18, Thor Ragnarok. Thoughts? Um, It saved the Thor franchise from... What was it? The Dark World. Yep. Lackey. I, I I won't argue with that. It's fantastic. Um, I I think it it breathe it breathed a lot of fresh air into the MCU as a whole too because it 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 helped kind of paint the direction I think they're going. Yeah. Not not the I'm not even talking about the humor, but you know oh, it, it was yeah. for a long time in the MCU everything was grounded and everything was everything was kind of if if you're into comics the ultimates version of of the comic book characters a little bit more centered around um the less kind of fantastical and besides guardians of the galaxy which was kind of its own thing way off separate it was never it it hadn't really felt balls to the wall comic booky until that movie and maybe you could argue dr strange too but um ragnarok is hilarious for one thing and for another it it, it starts embracing some things that the mcu was was shy of brighter colors um i think the long screen shots like the widescreen shots of the I don't know how to describe it on podcasts, but like the beautiful shots of like, um, here's the universe coming in to fight or the scenes with the Valkyrie. You know what I mean? And it, and it also, it, it also played the, was the first time it played to Hemsworth's strengths, which is his comedy, yeah. which well, I think was missing. I, I think, I don't think anybody until YTD understood how funny Hemsworth can be. There was humor in the Thor movies, but it, it was always kind of, it was always kind of like, kind of almost like, oh, dorky middle, uh, uh, you know, medieval humor. Mm-hmm. Michael, but you have a serious look in your face. What do you think? I don't, I don't. I'm looking at stats, as in like <laughs> the movie stats. I keep going. You're good. Okay. So, but I, I think I, I, I just think it it's it it's the movie that the MCU needed when when they got it, and uh, YTD is uh, I don't know if he's ever done anything bad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, uh, Jojo the other Rabbit. Thing that, oh, 
Kyle, the, go ahead. the other thing that that movie did was give uh, Hulk a storyline above and beyond the Avengers movies mm-hmm. without giving him a standalone movie. Agreed. Well, they kind of so, have to because right. they can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they did it in a way that he had small lines that played off of Hemsworth and worked well and brought him back to the story too. So, um, and it wasn't directed by whoever made a dark world and tried to put <laughs> it in the DC universe and whatever was going on there. Um, the last movie I have. So I have Ghostbusters, Eagle Bastards, Ragnarok, Man on Fire, um, the last movie I have is, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, but he said he saw this movie first and it ruined Star Wars for him, but it's Spaceballs. <laughs> so number 16 for me is Spaceballs. Nice. I feel like that's hard to argue. I feel like Spaceballs is underappreciated. I don't know if anybody can argue with it. I mean, <laughs> so. it, I mean, it might be like the third best Star Wars movie, to be honest. <laughs> it really might be. I mean, Michael, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm all about it. We ain't found Isn't there rumors of a sequel. There's Schwartz. <laughs> Oh, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> the funny thing, the one thing, the research that I did about the movie was um, Mel Brooks said, or he talked to George Lucas about uh, merchandising. Really? George Lucas said, um, no, you can't do it. So that's why they made such a That's big, why I put that in there? Yes. That's so fucking great. <laughs> That's so fucking great. Yeah. So, <laughs> I had to put that on my list. Um, number 16, for sure. <laughs> I mean, for screwball comedies, I mean, looking at our list, I have uh, Airplane still coming up. Nope. Spoiler. Spoiler. God, so good. But, yeah. So what do you guys think of your list so far? It's good. I mean, we're we're getting into the love fest at this point because there's yeah. so much there's so much crossover and and yeah. and um yeah it's fun. I mean, I, was, I like that there was a couple that uh, now are like rap ravenous is on my radar and stuff like that. Like oh. there's still a few that people have mentioned that I have yet yet to see in life. So that's pretty cool. I like that aspect because otherwise, yeah, then it would be just a consistent, uh, that's on my list and that's on my list and we'd have nothing to talk about it. But, uh, the fact that there are some movies that are still out there that none of us have seen is pretty cool. <laughs> Ravenous. You definitely have to check out right away. Um, I will say, don't watch it before you eat. Yeah, <laughs> something tells me the title. I shouldn't well, eat. I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but even the beginning, they just show him. He's at like a an army banquet, and it takes place in you know like the 
uh, 1800s and he's staring at like a rare steak and just like getting violently ill so oh god yeah okay um all right if you're listening to this that is episode number seven or eight i don't know <laughs> it's a number and you are right mr lackey it is a number but this is episode eight and this is called uh post record I'm recording this day or two after Christmas. Um, we're going to have a little break, and then we're going to come back. But by the time you get this, actually, you'll have no idea because of those fun Terminator timelines. Um, so what we did is we broke down our list all the way to 16. And then coming up, we'll have episodes 15 to our number one. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this little exercise. And like I said... I encourage you to do the same thing when you can. Come up with your top 50 movies of all time. Um, It's a fun little exercise. So there's that. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is episode eight. And we have more to come. Thanks for listening. Toodles. Toodles.